What's going on, golf addicts? It is Masters Week. We are the Tour Junkies. I'm your host, DB. I got Pat Perry with me. Boy, we are jazzed up for this one. It's the Masters 2021 betting preview, talking outright bets for Augusta National right here in our own backyard. As We're always. jazzed up. Did I say jazzed We're up? We're jazzed up. Did I say I've that? never heard you say jazzed up ever in my oh, life. Oh, man. Oh, I, I don't know if I really said that. Maybe I did. Maybe it's the... Uh, the the uh, the wild leap talking out of this lovely new crow's nest Augusta National that's a cup cool cup that that's a cool cup right there yeah um, uh, you're you're a lucky man to have that crow's nest Augusta National Cup I am easy for you to say uh, all right, hey as always we're presented by FantasyNational.com the one stop shop for all your golf bets uh, for all your golf stats rather stats course history recent form. Uh, all the stats, all the models, ownership projections for DFS, uh, head-to-head simulators, three-ball simulators for betting, anything you can think of if it involves gambling on golf, FantasyNational.com has you covered. And if you go to FantasyNational.com slash TJ, you get 20% off any level membership there, weekly, monthly, or annually. And as you change your membership levels, the 20% off stays with you. So it's, it's a win-win. It's a win all the way around. And all their data is 100% certified and given to them, licensed to them by the PGA Tour and ShotLink. A lot of places you can't say that, but Fantasy National, you can. We love those guys. Trust those guys for over four years now. That's where you need to go. Sign up and know that all of our stats we reference on this show are always from FantasyNational.com slash TJ for your 20% off. Um, Pat, we just finished the DraftKings preview show. It was fantastic. A couple of wacky things happened. I lost a bet last week. We won't, we won't belabor that, talk about it, but we lo- I lost a bet. I lost a prop bet. It's the first one I've lost in three weeks, um, and my wife slapped me in the face on the podcast. You can go to YouTube and see it, or if you're watching right now, you'll be able to see my, my cheek is a little red right here. She, she got me good. Um, that was fun. What do I got to do to win a bet for me to slap you in the face? That is not happening. That I can tell you right now, that's not happening. Um, I mean, you won't even accept that bet. No, I, mean, I will not. Come on. No, I will not. You'd have to give me tremendous odds for that. the The other thing that happened on that show is Chris Vernon was our guest picker, and Chris Vernon is electric. If you don't know who he is, you should. He's the host of the NBA show over on the Ringer. He's the host of the Chris Vernon show, part of Grind City Media. He's the voice uh, of the Memphis Grizzlies, and he does the Masters recap song on Twitter and on his show every Thursday and Friday of Masters Week, and he is the one that made famous Pat's favorite little little ditty. Where the hell is Charlie Hoffman? Where the hell is Charlie Hoffman? We be missing Charlie Hoffman? Just, a, just great. Tony Fee now? Where he be now? Tony Fee now? Where he be now? Yeah. Great. He's full runda. He's full runda. Yeah, great, great stuff, stuff from Chris Vernon. We had a blast with him. He told us some untold things about that song, about the, uh, the madness that ensued when they made that song last year that went viral on Twitter. Absolutely viral. He's planning on doing it again this year. He's going to try to work in the tour junkies in that one. We talked about Chris getting dick punched. Uh, that was fun. So it's just an all-around great show. Of course, we gave picks too, kind of. So 
it's going to be a busy week for Tour Junkies. Everything coming out a little early this week. We're going to try to have all the written content up on tourjunkies.com out early. In fact, we've already got two articles right now. So if you're listening to this, for sure, there are t- uh, there's an article, the 25 key stats you need to know before you know getting your, your bets finalized for the Masters. It's 25 important stats you need to dig into. It's great stuff, all free. And then our, our buddy Ben Little, if you play DFS, he wrote an article about some, uh, some things there. Well, even if you don't play DFS, the, it talks about incoming form coming into Augusta and all that good stuff. So check it out. The betting cards will be up there. Uh, there'll be all kind of good stuff on tourjunkies.com. And, of course, the Nut Hut will be lit all week. There's going to be a lot of good stuff going on in the Nut Hut. Yeah, so. I'm going to be in there a ton. I, can't, I might live in the Nut Hut this week. Well, yeah, you're, you're at home this week. I'm, I'm actually going to be on the road with the family for spring break in Destin, Florida. Uh, you just got back from a little family trip, spring break to Universal uh, Studios mm. there in Florida. So That was not a break. Yeah, it was work, huh? Not a break for me, mm. at least. I uh I will be in the Nut Hut though Wednesday night I can tell you that I will be in there, but I won't be in there much before that. But there's going to be a lot of stuff happening. It's going to be great, a great time. Support the tour junkies. It's going to be good. By the way, we got some 2020 Masters merch. We went back in November. We got some pin flags and some T-shirts. We want to give away a couple of those right now. Pat's going to model them for you real quick. Here's what we're going to do. You can, and, and there's a way you can also improve your chances on the DraftKings show if you do it. Look at that beautiful shirt. Gray and green, Masters logo, 2020. Still in the plastic. Still in the plastic. Um, the, also still in the plastic. The pin flag upside down. All right, 2020 Wait. Masters. There we go. Love it. All right, here's how you can win that. We will give away one flag if you comment on this YouTube channel, your favorite Masters memory. Your favorite Masters memory. It could be from, you know, TV, from in person, from whatever. Favorite Masters memory, just just throw it in there real quick. Don't give us a paragraph. Just give us a little like, oh, when this happened, boom. Favorite Masters memory, comment in the, uh, in the YouTube channel. If you're watching live, first of all, we appreciate you watching live, but wait and comment once the video is over. That person that we pick will get a free, uh, a free Masters flag sent to them. And then if you subscribe, if you subscribe, we're going to pick uh, we're going to pick one person to to win a, t- a T-shirt and a flag. So we'll reach out to you, one lucky winner. It's going to be a lot of fun. So subscribe to the channel and comment your favorite Masters memory. There you go. Pat, uh, let's talk about Augusta National. Let's talk about our thoughts for how it's going to play, how it's going to set up, our approach to the betting, outrights, all that fun stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, this is a course that we obviously all know extremely well. Augusta National Golf Club, it is playing as a par 72, just under 7,500 yards. We've got 88 players in the field this week. Uh, but remember, really about 70 to 75 of these players actually can compete. The other ones are a bunch of old guys and amateurs and whatever else that aren't really going to have that much of a shot here. So that's something important to look at. The top 50 in ties will make the cut. There is no 10 shot from the leader uh, rule anymore like they've had for years at the Masters. That has been gone for a couple years now. So it is top 50 in ties will make the cut. I do think that means you're going to get, for DFS purposes, a lot of six of six lineups. But look, this course is a second shot golf course. Strokes gained approach I think is going to be huge here. You've got to hit these greens in the right tiers. 
You've got to know like that's where experience comes in on this course. Okay, you have got to know where to hit these greens, regardless of where you are, because off the tee it doesn't really matter all that much. Yeah, you want to be in the fairway, but the rough isn't really all that penal, so that doesn't really matter all that much. You've got to hit these greens in the right spot. You've got to be below the hole because uh, the tiers and the undulations on the screen are absolutely diabolical. There's a ton of slope. There's a ton of speed. I think it's going to play very firm and fast this week. It's going to play totally different than what we saw in November. And if you want to sit there and harp on November and what DJ did to this course, I think you are mistaken. I think the Augusta National is going to take this course and up it a notch and make it extremely difficult. They're going to make it fast. They're going to make it you know, very difficult. So I don't think it's going to play at all like it did in November here. Um, so if you're looking at stats, definitely, like I mentioned, strokes gained approach. Now, course history, this is one of those courses where it is it, that, that shows up a ton. Course history, we see that year in and year out. Guys that typically play well here in the past always play well. So I do like that. I do like form as well. But, you know, David mentioned our art, you know, Ben's article on the site earlier. Uh, he talked about some form and some different stats as far as our trends, really, when it comes to form leading up to this event. I think that's something that you want to look at. But I do like recent form. Ball striking, scrambling, and putting on bent grass greens, I think, will be important this week. So there you go. A couple notes. John Rahm, who a lot of people are talking about this week, did have the baby, so you don't have to worry about that. There was a whole lot of there was a there, there's a nappy factor there. Now, the nappy nappy factor is a thing. Okay, DB even talked about this on a national show like six years ago. There is some science behind the nappy factor. I don't know if you meant, you remember this, DB, uh, but you're on a show with um, who's that coach? Rick Neuheisel, Rick Neuheisel, oh, yeah, yeah. and uh, and somebody else, and you talked about the nappy factor, and it was there was a lot of science involved behind that. But look, he's had his baby. That that's all we care about. He's not going to withdraw from the event and whatever else. And if he does, it's going to happen before the event. But that doesn't matter. I think he's still playing. Uh, and I think rain and the weather is going to come into into play later this week. We'll see what we we get on Thursday and Friday, and definitely with some wind. So there you go. Yeah, I think one thing that we talked about uh, ad nauseum on the DraftKings show, but for those that don't listen to that, I do obviously think that this course is going to set up a lot different than November. Augusta National seeing DJ run away with it at 20 under is not what they want to see this year. I can tell you that right now. So there's been reports already from people like Jordan Spieth, from others saying that uh, it's it's already playing very firm and fast. Lee Westwood went and played it after the Players' Championship with his son and came back and said it was the fastest, firmest he'd ever seen it. Um, so it, it can definitely, it, it's definitely going to get tougher. I think Augusta wants to make it tougher. They don't want to see 20 under win this event again. Uh, I think it's going to be somewhere in that like four under to 10 under range is probably where they want to put it. So uh, obviously that determines a lot by the weather, but they want this place playing tougher. And it's going to take a different type of golfer to execute and win uh, when it sets up that way. So, uh, you know, we see a lot of the cream rise to the top at Augusta National. Pat mentioned Ben's article. And I think one of the things that Ben, so he, he really talks about kind of the, the form coming in. He looked at the last 22 years, which I'm sure 
Pat, that didn't. I mean, I know you like even numbers, but that's not like a good. Number. I, why the hell did he choose twenty-two Masters champions? I'm not really. I, sure. I really, I liked that number, but I was a little bit confused by why he chose yeah. twenty-two. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah, he chose. The, he looked at the last twenty-two winners in incoming form, and now he says it's it's hard to say that you have to be in good form to win, and he kind of based that on guys like Immelman. Um. Uh, Jose Maria Lothabal and Angel Cabrera being exceptions because they came in in pretty poor form. I, I disagree. I mean, I, when I look at this, I see a lot of really solid form. I mean, obviously those guys did come in in poor form, but I see a ton of solid form. I mean, and uh, Olathabal was 1999, you know. Uh, Cabrera was 2009. Uh, Immelman was 2008. Like, in the last 10 years, guys that have won here have come in with very, very good form, in my opinion. Um, I think you're right. I think part of it, and maybe some of the point of the article, and I'm, I read it really quick. I skimmed it, like I do a lot of articles. Right. Um, some of yours, DB, I do the same thing. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of people might like look at like recent, recent form, meaning like what happened in the last two weeks leading up to this tournament, not like, this year or whatever else. And I do think people get a little bit too wrapped up in that. What did they do with the players? That kind of stuff. There's a lot of guys that are in the top, you know, the top half of this field that missed a cut at the players. Okay. A lot of chalk missed a cut at the players. I don't think we're going to see anything like that this week for the masters. So, yeah, like, okay, here, here's some, here's some numbers here. Guys that won within four months of the masters. Okay. 11 out of 22, 11 of the last 22, one, within four months of the Masters. Guys who won coming off a miscut, so a miscut in their very their, their previous event, only four out of the 22. Angel Cabrera was the last one. So it's been since 2009 that that happened. Um, at least one top 10 in their previous three starts, 14 of 22. So I think that's, that's interesting. And coming off of a top 10 in their last start, nine of the last 22. So I, I think recent form is a very big deal. The Masters, to win the Masters, which is you know a, a small field, a highly competitive field, an incredibly strong field, the best players in the world, and it's the event that they all want to win more than any other. To win that, you have to have it all. You have to come in in good form. You have to have some semblance of experience here. You know, we're, now we're on the betting show, so it's not about you know I need a guy who can top five or top ten. Like we're trying to pick a winner, so you got to have the form. You got to have some course history here. You got to have some experience around this place because that has been proven time and time again that it is very difficult for a first timer to win here, uh, and it just doesn't it doesn't happen. So you got to have some experience around here, and from tee to green, every part of your game has to be clicking. You know, I, I don't think. I don't think you can, you know, you can win this thing like like you could win Valero with four of the five things clicking. You know, strokes gain off the tee, strokes gain approach, strokes gain, you know, around the green, putting, whatever. I think you got to have it all flowing uh, to win to win this golf tournament. So I'm excited to see it. It's going to be a fantastic week, um, and it's really exciting because there's a lot of a lot of names coming in here. There's a ton of value here. Um, we're going to get into the betting board here, but before we do that, I got to tell people how they can win two free months in the Nut Hut, Pat. Two free months, okay? Now, you got to hop on this quickly. And it involves joining our friends at Monkey Knife Fight, which is legal in 38 states, okay? So 
basically most of you can probably play Monkey Knife Fight. It's a really fun new fantasy prop betting kind of game. Um, this is what you got to do. Go to playmkf.com slash nuthut. Playmkf.com slash nuthut. And you'll see the landing page there. You click on the link to join. You sign up for Monkey Knife Fight as a new user. If you deposit up to $50, they give you a deposit match up to $50. You got to play in at least $10 worth of real money. Okay? $10 worth of real money. So play quickly. Like play, as soon as you hear this, play a baseball prop. Even if you hate baseball, just play one for 10 bucks. Because until you do that, Monkey Knife Fight will not notify us of your, of your sign-up. So once you play the $10 game, they'll notify us of your sign-up. I'll check that. We'll send you a free a, an email with your link to sign up for the Nut Hut, and you get your two free months of Nut Hut access kicks in from there. Because you, you want to be in here on Wednesday night. You're going to want to be in on the Nut Hut conversation on Wednesday night. So if you don't play Monkey Knife Fight by like Monday or Tuesday, you're probably screwed. So get in and do that for the Nut Hut. It's a good time. That's playmkf.com slash nuthut. Nuthut is our private member Discord chat. It's a lot of fun. People winning a butt ton of money and making friends. And that's where we're going to be on Wednesday night mixing it up. It's fantastic. Go to tourjunkies.com and check out what the Nuthut is if you want a little more explanation. All right, Pat, let's get into the betting board. We're looking at DraftKings. We're looking at points bet. Those are kind of the two books that we're really going back and forth with here. DJ is your favorite on both, eight to one on DraftKings, nine to one on points bet, followed by Bryson, Jordan, JT, Rom, Rory, those kind of guys. Let me ask you a question, Pat. Do you think if you were setting the odds right now, is Jordan Spieth your favorite? No, he's not. Okay. Is he your second he's not favorite? My favorite. Would you put him over Bryson? I would put him over Bryson, um, but it would be close. But I would still put Bryson as my favorite. Oh, wait a minute. You would have Bryson? What? what? You would have Bryson as your favorite? I'd have Bryson, Jordan, DJ behind that. Wow. See, I would have... I think I would definitely put Jordan over Bryson. Like, I think that's kind of a no-brainer. The question is, I mean, where I, was Bryson in the fall? What What do you mean? Where was? Oh, he's like six to one. He's like five to one. Yeah, he was like ridiculously six to one or something in that yeah, range. And I don't really think dumb. he should be that range. No, I don't either. And it's like we mentioned, it's a different course and whatever else. But with his form and everything else, I think Bryson could ease should probably be the favorite. And um. I I don't agree with that. Not, I mean, as good as Jordan is playing now, and I and I'm listen. I don't think. I don't think he's got the whole game working right now. I think I documented his struggles off the tee in the DraftKings show, but given his record here, his magic here, the very lack thereof for Bryson, it's very impossible for me to make Bryson a favorite over Jordan. But I do agree with you that he's coming into this year. Bryson is coming into this Masters in much better shape than he was in November, but I still couldn't put him over Jordan right now. I think the question is, should Jordan or DJ be the favorite? No, I don't think either one of those should be the favorite. Uh, yeah, clearly. I, I'm, I'm shocked by that. But okay, so clearly you've got some no, Bryson think, conviction. Like, how could you sit there and say that Bryson could never be the favorite in this court? Like, you basically are saying he couldn't be the favorite. He was the favorite by a long shot. I, did, I didn't just say he couldn't be. Four months I ago. said this year, I, right now, on Sunday night for this Masters, 
I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Not with the win at the Arnold Palmer should have won the player or could have won the players. I, I don't want to say should have. It's more. Like, it's, what, it's, what? It has more to do with Jordan than it has to do with what anything Bryson's done. I like I said, Bryson's in way better shape now than he was in November coming in. But when you have a guy like Jordan who is as magical as he is around this place and, and now playing as good as he is, I don't know how. Like I, I would take Jordan 100 times out of 100 over Bryson here. This year, right now. I'm not saying it's going to be the case next year, but right now, that's what I would do. I, I would not. I would not. I would take Bryson. Okay. What, um, who's the shortest number you're willing to bet right now? Rory at twenty to one on points bet right now, and as a matter of fact, he was eighteen to one, literally earlier in the day when I sent this sixteen to one to, on DraftKings. Uh, so some value there on points bet. I like that. Yeah, he was eighteen to one earlier, but he's twenty to one right now on points bet. I like that number for him. You know, he's a guy that obviously is going to be. You know, I think one of the most talked about and argued about golfers this week on. You know, whether it's betting, whether it's DFS, whatever, because of his play lately. There's a lot of people that love to play Rory. They love his talent. They love, you know, his driving ability. Everything about Rory is, is you know, fits the Masters and fits a win here. And he certainly has good history here and all that kind of stuff. But I still think if you get him at 20 to 1, that's just a number that I just, I cannot avoid playing Rory at. And I don't care what his form is. I don't care. You know, I think that was one of the things when Ben put that article on our website. Like, I was just hoping for, like, a little bit of, I want to see, like, where, like, where do Masters finishers, you know, where do, where do they look going into this event? Not in great recent form, you know, but, but they're still, like, world-class players like he is. And I think his, his, article validated some of that like i don't think i do think you have to come in good form but i don't i don't think it has to be like great like it has to be like you are in you know tiger form you've won three of your last 10 events and whatever else like i don't think that's the case here and i think rory can find form on this course and i think a lot of players can find form on this course you know based off history (laughs) based off whatever else experience things like that Putting, we know that's where we've seen Rory not play well is with the putting. I mean, everything else has been good, approach, all that kind of stuff. His putting has been absolutely horrific. We know that can come and go. So at 20 to 1, I love it. He is one of my favorite plays on the shorter end. I won't belabor the point. At the end of the day, I think this is a lot like two bets that we hit earlier in the year Brooks Kepka at 33 to 1 at the waste management and JT at 20 to 1 at the players. And they were just big names, big balls, big win equity at, at numbers that were too good to pass up. And at the end of the day, as long as he stays 20 to 1, I think you grab it. To me, when it gets into like the 15 to 1 range, I'll probably not. But like 18 to 1, 20 to 1, I like it. Um, and I won't, I won't go much past that. I think the shortest number I would go is Justin Thomas at 11 to 1. Um, nobody has won the players and the Masters in the same year, I think, except for Tiger, maybe? Tiger. Yeah. Tiger, for sure. But I feel like JT... I 
feel like the I feel like his year that's just going to start so crappy is going to and that player's victory is going to skyrocket him to to a 2021 that will be unforgettable and I just I think it's his time. I think the Masters, the Gus National sets up very well for him. 11 to 1 is a much shorter number than I usually go, but uh, it's one that I'm that I'm taking with JT. That's that's as short as I'll go. Actually, he's 12 to 1 now on points bet. So, 12 to 1 on points bet like that. I tell you what, right now points bet has some better numbers on a lot of these guys. I think points bet if you if you're Listening to this show right this second, you need to go over to PointsBet. Yeah. And, and we have promo we have, numbers. We have links for bonuses. So you can head over to tourjunkies.com slash sportsbooks and you can get a link if you're in one of the states where PointsBet is legal. Yeah. That way better numbers right this minute. Um, moving down the board a bit, Pat, I like Patrick Cantlay at 22 to 1 as I'm starting to look in that 20 range. I've looked at Xander. But I think Cantlay gives me a little more win equity. Xander's definitely had a great year here for sure, a great, a great record at Augusta. But in terms of closing the door on a Sunday, I think I trust Cantlay a little more than Xander. Uh, so at twenty-two to one on points bet, I believe, uh, yeah, he's a better value there. I, I like that. And let's see. Well, I can't. I, Patrick Reed at 33 to 1 is kind of an auto bet for me. He's 33 to 1 on both both books. He's a winner. And we talk about how the golf course is going to set up more difficult this year more than likely. That plays to his to his advantage. Um listen, he doesn't have to check all the boxes. He doesn't he doesn't have to and he probably won't. But he does check the box in just being a stone cold winner. And at 33 to 1 I think that's worth a look when you have a guy that can close a door and slam a door, honestly, late on a Sunday, even against the world's best on the biggest stage. 33 to 1 is too long of a number. So uh, those are the next two for me. Well, I got a few in here that I like, and two of them are coming in uh, playing this tournament for the second time. So they're not rookies uh, as far as the Masters is concerned, but I do like... uh, you know, how they're looking as far as playing this tournament for the second time. They've got experience. And that is one, Colin Morikawa coming in at Ooh. 30 to one. And actually, I did not see 30, that coming. He is 33 to one, actually, on points bet right Colin now. When I, when I, you know, put that up before the show, he was 30 to one, but that has changed. I like Morikawa. Look, we know about Morikawa. He is what? A fantastic ball strike. He is great on approach. Everything about his game fits this course. I mean, we've talked about it. When you look at ball strikers like Tiger Woods, Sergio, you know, guys who have dominated this golf course, I think Colin Morikawa is the next one that can do that. Now, I'm I'm not saying he's going to win like five Masters, and he's got to putt better for one to do that. But I do think coming in on his second year, I like that number at 33 to 1. So, Colin Morikawa is one of my plays here. And then another guy coming in in his second year, he finished second on his first time he ever played here, and that is Sung J M. Now, yes, it was in the fall, a different golf course and all that kind of stuff, but he's at 40 to 1. I like that number for Sung J M. And this guy's another guy. Great ball striker. This guy's another guy. He's a guy that's... Yes, he is. 
He's... This guy's another guy. I'll say all kinds of things. <laughs> uh, I wish I had one of those soundboard things like you have. <laughs> I could give you one, but you won't know how to set it up. I, that would actually be no, fun. I could, I could figure out how to set it up. I'm sure I could. Um, but I do like Sung JM this week at 40 to 1. And another guy I like is Webb Simpson at 40 to 1 as well. Has great history here. Great ball striker. This is a good course fit for him. So I do like that at 40 to 1. I will take some Webb. And so those are three guys that I think uh, in this range uh, are great bets this week. So you mentioned second timers. And uh, we tweeted this out earlier. It's an appropriate time to bring this up. There have been three recent second time winners at Augusta National for the Masters. That has been Charles Schwartzel, Jordan Spieth, and Danny Willett. Uh, are all all one on their second attempt at Augusta. And this year's crop of second-timers is quite the list, Pat. So if it were going to happen again, I feel like this crowd here could deliver. And two of them, obviously, you mentioned in Morikawa and Sungjae Im. Victor Hovland, Scotty Scheffler, Abe Anser, Joaquin Neiman, Matt Wolf, Max Homa, Victor Perez, Jason Kokrak, Sebez, Christian Bezenhut, Sebastian Munoz, Cameron Champ, Lonto Griffin, Mackenzie Hughes, Hudson Swafford, and C.T. Pan are your other second-timers that uh, are, are in the field. So just a little, little, little tidbit there. Um, all right. As we move down the board, um, well, I can't, I can't avoid Paul Casey right now. I'm pretty, I'm pretty tied up to Paul Casey. He's an auto bet for me. He's 40-1. to 1. I mean, Casey and Reed, I pulled the trigger pretty quick already on both of those. Casey at 40 to 1 on points bet. Um, God, you just got to, I, I just believe. I guess I just believe. You know, we had Chris Vernon on the show. He gave his pick. He said Tony Finau. And he, he talked about how, you know, everybody talks about the guys that finish in second all the time until, until they don't, until they finally win one, right? Whether it's Phil at Augusta back in the day or it's, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, I don't know, somebody else who, who finishes second a lot or never gets it done, and then they finally get it done. Like, I think Paul Casey, I mean, he's playing as good as ever right now. The form is tremendous. He's had some close calls, runner-up at the PGA, loves Augusta National, 40-1. to 1. I'll, you know, I'll bite. Uh, one of my absolutely favorite, favorite picks of, of the whole thing. Uh, is a guy who is a major winner, but he's not a, a Masters winner, and that's Jason Day. Uh, I'm all about Jason Day at fifty to one mm-hmm. on points bet. I know Love you, it. yeah, I know you like Jason Day as well. I mentioned on the DraftKings show that uh, I was out there Saturday for the women's amateur, and um, my son and I were leaving, and there was one person on the on the putting green all by themselves, and it was Jason Day. And I, I just said I, I like to see it from the standpoint of he's out there early, he's out there on a Saturday. You know, doing his thing, getting comfortable, which we know is important for him, right? He's, I mean, he's healthy enough to be out there hitting balls and walking some holes and putting and getting his, you know, getting ready and prepping for the tournament that I know he wants to win more than any other. So Jason Day at 50 to 1 is um, very attractive to me as well. All right, let's keep moving down. Okay, well. You okay? You hanging in there? You good? Yeah, I'm totally with you on Jason Day. Um, I was falling asleep there for a minute because huh. you were getting a little bit boring. But I want to talk about <laughs> Sergio Garcia, 60-1. to 1. I love him this week. Now, look, 
We talked about how uh, he has it. not been in great form when it comes to the majors as of late. Okay. Oh, as of but the last three last, years, you mean? You mean as of the last? You mean yeah, since, since he won? He won here, since he won the, the Masters, four, really? Four he years missed ago. The, he missed. Can I talk? Instead of you just like the, you sound like a muffler or something in my background whenever you're talking. Like while I'm talking, like I can't even get anything out. Anyway, you just came back um, from vacation. Why are you so freaking grumpy? Anyway, um, I don't care the way he's finished in a lot of majors and whatever else since then. We saw the players a few weeks ago. The guys coming into form. Actually, he's been in form. He won a tournament just last year at the Sanderson Farms. The only reason he didn't play the Masters in the fall was because he had COVID, so he had to back out and withdraw. And, it, you know, so I think I think Sergio is a good play here. And I think he obviously has win equity because he's won this tournament before. That means you have win equity. Okay. You smart people out there with your stats and whatever else. So it's 60 to one. I will play some Sergio there. And I also like Louis Ustazen, another guy that, uh, you know, we have some injury risk. We have withdrawal risk and whatever else. The guy has played this course just fantastically well over the last few years was second to Bubba. We know he missed, you know, probably should have beat Bubba in that playoff, but he didn't. Bubba got a little, little lucky out of the trees. It's a good shot. It was a good shot that Bubba hit. Um, but Louis probably should have won that Masters. Um, but he's at 70 to 1. I like him this week, and uh, I think he's a good play. So, in that kind of mid tier to a little bit longer tier range, I like some Sergio. I like Usti, and I'm totally with you on Jason Day. I think that's a good pick. Okay, I got one. More. By the way, eighty to one on points bet right now. Who is Louis? Uh, Louis. Uh, uh, okay. Um, one more before we get to the triple digits. I mean, I will bite on Corey Connors at uh, at ninety to one, even though the the putter scares me. But the putter has been improving for Mister Connors. Um, he putted pretty decent here this week at the Valero Texas Open. And he gained strokes at gained four almost. I mean, how about this? Corey Connors gained almost four strokes at the Arnold Palmer, and then backed it up, gaining three and a half at the Players. I mean, excuse me. Actually, let me look that. Where up. did that come from? That that came from Fantasy National. Or are you just asking like where it came from? The Lord? No, it's like where did that come from in the in the, it, in the world of putting? Yeah, I don't, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll say. Okay, well, okay, so he fell back to earth a little bit here. So for the Valero, he gained 0.6 strokes. So still positive, which is very different for Corey Connors. Still still in the positive, strokes gained putting. 95th in the field, so not great. But, I mean, that's promising. That, that means he has been positive in strokes gained putting in four of his last five events dating back to the, to the Waste Management Phoenix Open. I mean, that's that is a different Corey Connors. This is his this will be his fourth Masters appearance. Um he missed the cut in twenty fifth. Is that right? Am I looking at the right guy? God I am. What the heck? Um What's wrong with you? Yeah. Come on. This is the Masters show. Sorry, third Masters. What am I looking at here? Anyway, finished nineteenth in November. No, tenth in November. Good lord. Sorry. Uh this is the it's the wild leap getting to me. Finished 10th in November. The ball striking is just so attractive. It's just so attractive. You know what I mean? 
Um, uh, but 90 to 1. Attractive. 90 to 1 for that ball striking is sweet. You got anybody else shorter than 100 to 1? I have a guy at 100 to 1. Yeah, I got a couple of those, too. All right, I'll, I'll yeah. start there. Um, Are you going to take mine? Ooh, maybe. Let me try. You might. Let's see what happens. Let's see if you take one. I'll, I'll holler out loudly if you take Oh, one. I believe that. Um, I will go with... Where is he? Oh, they, she short, they shortened him. Hold on. Let me check. Let me check. His lines move. Oh, no. Here we go. 100 to 1 on DraftKings. Mark Leishman. I'll take the Aussie. Mark Leishman. Um, you know, came into the Masters in November in probably the stinkiest, smelliest form that you could possibly have hoped for for Mark Leishman. Everybody was like, he's lost. He, what is going on? He sucked. Nobody was playing him in DraftKings. Nobody was betting him. He comes up and finishes 13th because Mark Leishman loves Augusta. He, he plays well at Augusta. He doesn't miss a lot of cuts here. He's got a fourth-place finish in 2013, a ninth in 2018. You know, he, he's got the chops to get it done, and I like him even more on a tough golf course. So 100-1 to 1 on DraftKings. I do like Mark Leishman. And then I, I think, I think you got to jump on the... I don't know if it's possible that this can happen. I'm kind of reconsidering this now. Uh, no, I think I'll stop. I think I'll stop. I don't think this guy can. That guy can win. Mark Leishman eight to one as a top ten. I love that actually. That's very. That's a good. That's very sexy. Yes, that's juicy. Mark Leishman's that's av- form. That's avocado like. That Mark- makes me want to eat an avocado. Okay. Mark Leishman's form leading into November smelled like the pouch of a kangaroo it was terrible you know what i mean wait how do you know the pouch of a kangaroo oh i don't but i bet it smells terrible what if a pouch of a kangaroo smells like kumquats the greatest of like something (laughs) like you like some great like potpourri let me let me google it You, you you give me your next pick while i google that all right, I'm going to go with Max Homa at 100 to 1. I thought you might go there. I was kind of surprised. I like Max Homa. Yeah. At 100 to 1. I don't mind it. Uh, I think he's a good play here. And then. Huh. Um, yeah, breaking news. Sure. Uh, they smell like absolute just. Yeah. Hmm. Because they're young, pee and poop in there. So, very quick Google know. search. I mean, I'm, just, I'm not saying that I, I thought. Oh, God. Oh, God. Excuse me. Come on. <laughs> you just got back from vacation. What are we doing? Uh, anyway, uh, I also <sighs> like some Siwoo Kim at 150 to 1. Siwoo! Siwoo! Shaking that ass. Shaking that ass. Shaking that ass. God, I love some Siwoo at 151. I think he is a good play this week. Another just you took great that one ball from striker. Me, so. And he, uh, yeah, stole that one from you. Danny Willett, 200 to 1. I'm just happy you're saying another, Willett and not Willett because, I mean, it took four yeah, years. Yeah, another guy that I think obviously has won before here and uh, has been in decent form lately. I think he could be, uh, you never know, um, gets on the course that he's familiar, familiar with, that he's played well on. Uh, he's in good form, 200 to 1. I don't mind that. And then another guy right there next to him, Dylan Fratelli. Oh, who yeah, is just, I like that. We've seen 
has can absolutely just bomb it off the tee. One of the longest hitters on tour. He's kind of sneaky long. You wouldn't think it, but he's almost just as long as Bryson is. And um, he's played well here in the past, played well here in the fall, which, you know, we're not putting a whole lot of credit into. But still, I do like Dylan Fratelli at 200, 201. And that's it. That's all I got. I got a few bombs. You took Fratelli and Siwoo from me, but I totally agree on both of those. Um, love those guys. Going a little shorter. Um, I like Francesco Molinari at 125 to 1. Oh, I'm sorry. 150 to 1 on points bet. Daddy. Give me that. Francesco, talk about a guy who's added a little distance. Molinari has definitely done that. Okay. He's not been, he's not arriving here in the greatest of form, which I know we talked about, uh, but he does have a top 10 in one of his last three finishes, which was at the Genesis. Back in February, but yep, yep, still uh, did that. Uh, and at the players, he missed the cut, but he, Tita Green, he was pretty good. He didn't chip it very well. Normally, that's a strong suit for Francesco. Um, but he's actually got three top tens in his last six events going back to the Amex in January. Um, and, for, and Molinari's got a, good, a decent track record at Augusta. He improved, he's improved a lot over the last few years. Uh, getting better and better. He did miss the cut in November, but I, I kind of throw that out. He was fifth in 2019 when he had the lead and coughed it up by uh, putting it in the water on 12, uh, allowing Tiger to win. So I think 150 to one. That's a that's a nice number for him. I, I'll I might put in a partial unit there. Um, and then I you know it's I don't know if I should do that. Either. I keep talking myself out of these guys. Um. I mean, it's what the heck? He's a he's a journeyman. He's old, but Ryan Palmer at two hundred to one. I like Ryan Palmer. Why are you saying what the heck? I think that's a good play. I like. I know I'm throwing my head because I just don't know if Ryan Palmer has the 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 huevos to win. You know what I mean? I, I do, to win. Do you think he doesn't have the wherewithal to win this week? <laughs> wherewithal, possibly, um, but. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but 200 to 1? Okay, we forgot to say this. One of the things Ben put in that article on TJ.com is that the books are giving 40 players, 40 out of the whole field, 88, 87 players, however many it is. The, most sports books are giving 40 players a half a percent chance or greater to win the golf tournament. That's not a lot. I'm quite positive Ryan Palmer is in those 40. So when you give me 40 guys and it's golf, right? And, you know, 200 to one for a guy who's been playing as good as Ryan Palmer has in the last 12 months. I mean, and he's come close. He hadn't closed the door, but he's come close. He was runner up at the Farmers in January, fourth at the Tournament of Champions, fourth at the Zozo, eighth at the Northern Trust back in August, second at Jack's Place at Memorial back in July. I mean, he's got some top fives in here. He's played the Masters before. He hasn't played, he hasn't played since 2015 where he finished 33rd. But in 2011, he finished 10th when he was a young man, right? Like, so he's got some knowledge around Augusta. He's going to be happy to be here. He's not going to be super freaked out by it. But, um, I mean, 200 to 1 is just a really, really attractive number, you know? Um, so, but I, I love the Fratelli play. Love the Siwoo play. Um, yeah, so there you go. So there's some first thoughts on these outrights. Again, 
I'll have DB's Big Balls betting card, which is now up 22 units after Valero. Up 22 units since September betting strictly outrights and first round leaders over or at 25 to 1 or longer. Um, And then Pat's not that anyone really cares betting card will be tweeted out. And that has also hit a bunch of winners. We've hit a bunch of winners. I think we've hit seven winners. Yeah. I can't wait to tweet this one out this week. I got a good tweet planned. And who do you? I'm going to have a few. I think I'm feeling very confident, not only on the outright pick, but the first round leader pick this week. I have already feeling confident with that. Huh? Yeah. Um, And I don't even I don't even know the odds on the first round leaders yet because they aren't out yet. But I still have a lot of confidence in that. Wow. So since September, since the new PJ Tour season, we've hit seven winners and a first round leader all at 25 to, or 20 to one or longer. Uh, and a number of those at triple digits between those two cards. And both are free. Tourjunkies.com and follow on Twitter. Uh, Pat, I, I think we should, um, before we go, I'm looking at a couple of these top 10 bets on points bet that just released, like while we're talking here. And I just want to throw out some bomb top 10s that I'm looking at. Um, nobody's talking about Stifler's mom, Stuart Sink, at twenty-five to one. The old man who's added some distance. Okay, Stuart Sink added some distance here lately. Just won, rejuvenated the 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 old career. Um, just won back in the fall, and has a ton of Masters experience. Hasn't been here since. Uh, well, actually, yeah, he was here in twenty nineteen. Missed the cut. He's got a third place finish here. In 2008, he's got uh, uh, another top 10 in 2006. I mean, gas prices were probably like 60 cents a gallon, but still, that's 25 to 1. That's a huge number for old Stuart Sink. I like, um, this is a wild one here. I haven't said this name at all on either show. I like Cam Champ, 12 to 1 to top 10. 12 to 1 to top 10. You know, runner-up at the PGA, or close, I think he was runner-up at the PGA. Uh, played well here in November, hits it a mile, and occasionally can, can get the putter at least halfway warmed up. 12-1 to 1 there. Uh, Dylan Fratelli's 10-1, to 1, we mentioned him. Matt Wallace, who's coming off a couple good tournaments here, 9-1. to 1. Siwoo Kim's 9-1. to 1. Ryan Palmer's 9-1. to 1. So there's a few long-shot top 10s that I think are interesting. Wow. Um... Do you are you gonna name them all or can no I name no them now stopped yeah I mean I I will throw out there I think Lonto Griffin fourteen to one I think is a decent number there for him uh, I think Brendan Todd at eighteen to one and another guy that we've seen uh, you know Georgia guy you know last year played extremely well as far as uh, you know just the season was concerned and he's he's a great ball striker good you know guy tee to green so I like Brendan Todd. And then um, if I'm going pretty long here, I mean, what? Why would you not, like, just look at Jimmy Walker at 25 to 1? He's made the cut, like, the last 10 years he's played here in a row, even when his form is bad. That's true, huh? I mean, Jimmy Walker just makes cuts here, and so who knows? Maybe he'll make a cut and finish in the top 10, and you get him at 25 to (laughs) 1. So I don't mind that either for Jimmy Walker, even though he's, he, his form is just terrible, but it was last year. It doesn't matter. He just, he just finishes. He just makes cuts. So I think, you know, it's worth a, a few shekels there. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's, I like that. I, I like a bomb for sure. There you go. Um, listen, we need to tell the people out there that there may be, uh, they may need some high quality video production, maybe for a business they own, a major project you're a part of, if you're in marketing or whatever. Our friends at Tranner Gray have filmed a bunch of content for us and we've been using them for something real special we're working on that you're going to find out about later. They know what they're doing and they go all over the world to do it. They will come to you. They shoot video for tons of different types of companies. They work with medical practices, nonprofits, Fortune 500 companies making marketing and promotional videos to help represent your brand. We have personally seen their work and it's good stuff. They, they, uh, they just worked with No Bull, which is an apparel, athletic apparel company. They did a recap promotional video for Bill Murray at the World Golf Hall of Fame for his Caddyshack event. So if your company needs any type of video production, I guarantee you these guys deliver an exceptional product for you. Check out their website, trannergray.com. That is T-R-A-N-T-E-R-G-R-E-Y.com and see how they can help you. And don't forget, comment, comment, comment in the YouTube channel. Uh, your favorite master's memory for a chance to win a flag and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're going to pick a random winner to win a shirt as well. So do that. Be like Phil. Thumbs up the channel. Comment on the channel and check out all that Tour Junkies has to offer this week. It's going to be a jam-packed week for the Masters. We hope you guys enjoy it. (sighs) First major of the year. It's a weird Masters, but it's here. We'll take it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Check out the DraftKings show if you haven't already. DB here. See ya! Out!